it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, 
explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Shri and Peter. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the CPG Guys podcast. I'm PVSB, the retail-loving CPG guy. My domains of expertise revolve around content on the digital shelf, retail, customer data insights, CRM, and loyalty. And my co-host, he's the brand-loving CPG guy. He's an expert at branding, direct-to-consumer, unified commerce, retail media, and marketplaces. Please join me in welcoming the man with the name even more notorious than Blofeld or Goldfinger. He's known as Shri. Hello, Shri. How you doing today? And uh, maybe you want to tell everybody why this is a very special episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Absolutely, Peter. The Yankee fan himself, Peter mentioned special episode. First of all, I'm doing awesome. I hope you are too and our guest here that we'll get to in one minute. But today is an amazing day for Peter and Shri and for the CPG guys, because if you notice, for those watching the video, if you noticed our t-shirt, and which our guest has also <laughs> kindly worn today, it actually says 100 on it. It's because when Peter and I started this in May of 2020, we never thought we'd get to 100 episodes in less than one year, or just exactly one year, Peter. Congratulations to you and to the CPG guys. We are 100 episodes in. This, making this the 100th episode, close to 50,000 downloads of our podcast, and close to 6,000 LinkedIn followers, which grows 20 to 50 every single day. So we're very thankful to our audience and for all of you who tune in and tell us how to shape the show. Shri, this is such a huge milestone for us. I don't think when we started this out, we even imagined getting to 100 episodes, let alone doing it in less than a year. So this is quite fantastic for us. And uh, we've got a really terrific guest to join us. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I want to remind our audience that all of our content, the 100 episodes that we've produced, including our series on profitability, the Women's Leadership Series, which enabled us to contribute $8,000 to the Susan G. Komen Foundation, and our Retailer Series, and even our Founder Series that we kicked off in Q1 of this year, you can all find it by going to cpgguys.com, and there's a very affordable price, Shri. Shri, what do we charge for this? Zero. We charge nothing. It's all free. And also, please go to Instagram. Follow us there at cpgguys. We have a one-question-one-answer series. We've had some great guests, including Britton Ladd, Guru Hariharan, Michael Zakor, and Suzanne Kratol. That is some really great content. They answer questions about our industry, really useful information. And finally, we want to ask you the best way to keep uh, current with everything the CPG guys are generating is to follow us on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn, enter in CPG guys in the search bar, and when you get to our page, just click the follow and you will be connected to all of the content that we are producing. All right, on to the main event. 2011, a couple of fellows with technical experience at Google, Microsoft, and Yahoo. Shri, I don't think I've ever heard of those companies. They decided to find an app-based affiliate marketing business predicated on the concept of consumers building wish lists for products they'd like to have, right? That's interesting. They named their business, wait for this, wait for this, wish.com. What a novel name. Wishlist, wish.com. Wow. 
in the decades since its founding, which has grown tremendously. It's now a publicly traded company with over 2.5, ready for this, 3 billion in revenue, representing 34% year-over-year growth most recently. Over 500,000 merchants have partnered with Wish to fulfill products that its consumers purchase. Wish operates in over 100 countries. Shree, we got to catch up. 100. Man, we are, we are behind. Well, they had a 10-year head start, so we'll give them credit for that. And its Wish local division, which accounts for 6% of transactions, has 50,000 local participating merchants. Wish reports that it has over 100 million monthly active users making transactions. Wish credits its success on robust data science, a mobile-first approach to commerce, and a powerful proprietary logistics platform. So increasing over the last few years, Wish has been focused on bringing consumer packaged goods brands. That's why it's of interest to us into its merchandising catalog, where over 500 different product experiences are viewed by users on a daily basis. Here to speak with us about how CPGs or FMCGs, depending on what area of the world you're in, can succeed on Wish platform is the Senior Manager for Consumer Packaged Goods at Wish. She's joining us from across the pond in London. Please join Shri and me in welcoming Heidi Burns. Heidi, greetings. How are you? And welcome to the 100th episode. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here. And uh, I'm really well, thank you. There's a real sense of relief in the UK this week as restrictions are easing. We can even go for a drink at the pub inside tonight. Um, a lot of businesses must be feeling this relief now. Absolutely. And Heidi, as soon as Shri and I can find a reason to jump on a plane, we will we will pop over and get some Donner kebabs and uh, a couple of beers at a local pub in London and celebrate in person because I know we're, we're itching to take a trip. And this seems like a great reason to Peter, do it. So count on us. Stopping Peter, by. it's the UK. It's got to be chicken tikka masala. They invented okay, it. Fine, we'll do it your way. Well, they did. They did. All the good Indian food comes from from London. We all know that. So, Heidi, before we get to the questions, would you please tell our audience, particularly brand manufacturers, where they can learn more about the CPG focused business services that Wish makes available? Yeah, so they can go to merchants.wish.com and help familiarize yourself with our dashboard. You can also download our leading app. But really, we just want to hear from brands directly. So you can reach out to us at cpgteam@wish.com. And I think, Peter, you're going to pop it in the chat here. Yeah, what we're going to do is in the digital liner notes of the podcast episode, we will have links to the email address that Heidi referred to, the URL, and even uh, her profile on LinkedIn. So you will find your way to be able to reach out and learn more about Wish. So that's terrific. Thank you for that, Heidi. Let's get right into the questions. I know Shree and I are very excited to talk to you because we are big fans of your business. And I know that our audience is going to want to learn about how brands can start engaging more actively through your merchant platform. So let's dig a little bit into you first and kind of set the tone, Heidi. You have a terrific background in the CPG role you perform at Wish. You previously worked at places like Groupon and Philips Electronics. So can you start off by telling us what 
your focus is in expanding the presence of CPG brands on your platform? We are focused on getting as many high quality CPG brands connected with our users all over the world. What really attracted me to joining Wish was Wish has really carved out a demographic on serving the value conscious consumer with accessible, affordable goods in this fun, discovery led experience. And as our business has matured, we're now entering into new segments of which CPG brands is a really core segment for of this. We are committed to driving purchase frequency for CPG brands. That's really the goal of this category. Drive frequency, get users coming back to shop our wider wish app and all of the great assortment that we sell. So, you know, what makes this really different as well is that we really believe in collaborating with partners and brands, merchants. Collaboration is so important to us. And we really value protecting brands as well. So a brand on our platform, they can register themselves as the brand owner or authorized seller of the brand owner. You've also got the green tick of authenticity as well. We have an established brand protection team that's working in San Francisco to really help empower brands as well. So really, we just want to help brands sell as much as possible and as easily as possible. And we have a great, super friendly team here helping to do that. Heidi, first of all, welcome to the show. To hear that your mission is to help brands sell as much as they can is a yippee moment. Um, that said, I've been an avid wish shopper, kind of the person who your classic dream discovery person is. For as long as the Wish platform has been around, I even buy stuff from Wish even now. So thank you for joining us. Um, I want, I'm going to jump into my favorite topic, and you probably heard it often on the podcast. It's retail media. It's been all the rage during COVID when it comes to partnerships with retailers, obviously other than distribution. And uh, whether it's a small retailer, large retailer, doesn't really matter. Almost everyone is offering on-site and platform advertising to brands. I noticed Wish.com in particular offers product boosts to help merchants amplify their reach. Can you decompose for audience what this product boost uh, offering really is and then understand the levers required in it for a brand to succeed and um, connect it back to any data science that may be involved from your side? in uh, trying to make the experience in this retail media environment somewhat personalized for the consumer? Yeah, certainly, Sri. So retail media really is a hot topic, isn't it? <laughs> Product Boost is just one of the many great tools that we have for merchants to showcase their goods. We have everything with the user experience in mind. So for Product Boost, you can set a budget behind a campaign and it will move higher up within our rankings if it's relevant to users. We get feedback a lot that merchants really want to be in control of their inventory. So they can set up campaigns uh, further out in advance to suit their individual needs. We are also really excited about Collection Boost as we're starting to invest more into search. Collection Boost enables merchants to create a themed 
set of products, bidding on keywords and in exchange for that guaranteed placement within our app as well. We've also got tools like Price Drop, which really elevates your product to the top of brand tiles, banners, really catering to what your needs are as a business and how you want to showcase these products. In addition to these dashboard tools, though, you know, if you're just going on our app, you'll see the various ways that we showcase CPG brands and goods on our platform. You've got our popular feed, which is where majority of our traffic is coming from. It's a really visual led shopping experience driven through that kind of click through into the listing. You've also got the category navigation, the brand tiles, banners, and last but not least as well, like frequently bought with section. All of these areas within our app are done with user relevancy in mind, creating that super personalized experience. So yeah, as you said, Shri, data science and personalization is really the core of what we do. We take every click point that the user is interacting with us from the items that they're viewing, how much they're willing to spend, their add to cart, their age, gender, device, creating them a super relevant feed. Did you know that no two users feed on Wish is ever the same? Wow. How about that? That is that is personalized. <laughs> Definitely. But we, we guide merchants through all of these tools and account managers are always on hand for that level of support. That's terrific, Heidi. What I like to hear is that you've got a number of different ways that brands can engage and they can do it on their own or they can work with account managers to help guide them through the process, educate them. And that the offers that they're making, the campaigns they're running increase in terms of the visibility to consumers as that offer is relevant to them based upon all of the different drivers that you mentioned and, and the individual experiences of each consumer. So that's great. So we'd love for you to kind of walk us through to that end, the full suite of services from demand generation to fulfillment that Wish provides to brands looking to sell through your marketplace. There is so much that we do to generate demand. Wish sells over 1.8 million items a day, and that's globally. So if you're taking a CPG brand, the user may have started this acquisition journey from seeing these products on Facebook or Google. We've really been market leaders in this space of advertising. They may have also seen it via one of our 600 plus affiliate partners. You've got the big ones, the small ones, or if the user's coming onto our app already as an existing user that's downloaded, we are creating this fun shopping discovery led experience. So it's really elements of gamification within that. You've got shopping sprees, the limited time offers, bonus points, you know, share what you bought on Wish with your friends. We're trying to recreate this kind of shopping mall experience on mobile. And you know, Peter, better than anyone, how important is user-generated content becoming? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. I know. If, if you're not in the UGC business, 
in building trust for brands, particularly products that consumers may not be aware of, then uh, then you're missing a major accelerator for the path to purchase. You know, one thing I'll add with UGC that I continuously have a discussion with the brands I interact with every day is the social conversation that used to take place word of mouth between people, between consumers is today reduced significantly and the social conversation is what UGC is. So if a brand is not participating in UGC, you're missing out on the social experience for your brand with consumers. So I urge all brands yep. to take a much closer look on the UGC journey. <clears throat> Tell us about um, Wish Local, because uh, I'm, again, one of those shoppers that's taking advantage of Wish Local. So I know what it is, but I think it's very unfair to not share that experience with our consumers, especially with me living in New York City, the number of touch points that I can take advantage of. But how does Wish Local work? What is the value proposition of why y'all created in the first place? And how does it actually come to life for a consumer to take advantage of the local experience? Sure, that's so fantastic to hear that you're using Wish Local. Um, and for the audience that don't know about Wish Local yet, you can go within our app and just see how close you are to one of our stores. Wish Local is really a partnership between Wish, our consumers, and small and medium-sized businesses in your area. Think of these as micro warehouses where we get really close to our customer. We've got over 50,000 of them globally, as you said already, Peter. These are 50,000 hair salons, DIY stores, general convenience locations. It's really a win-win partnership as we're drawing users into these stores, bringing footfall in the local community to these locations. Users can pick up their Wish items either instantaneously, having ordered that day, or they can have items from a wider selection shipped to store. I'm really excited about what we can do with CPG here. Being a necessity category, there's going to be users that want these items picked up instantaneously. And we've got this opportunity to get really close to our consumers with over 50,000 of these stores and growing. You know, Shri, did you hear that? They even have hair salons in Wish Local. <laughs> you could get your hair coiffed so you wouldn't have to wear that hideous Yankees hat anymore. Perhaps I can go find a hideous Dodgers t-shirt if I lived in Los Angeles. <laughs> but I want to I do want to share my experience from yesterday as I actually ended up buying um a toolbox that I uh, bought on wish.com and I had a about a 7 minute walk to a hardware store down the street from where I live on 10th Ave and I picked it up. So it actually worked like a charm for me. You know what I loved about it most? instant gratification. I didn't have to wait for it to be delivered. That's great. And I hope you've left the review and collected some bonus points. That's when I open the toolbox and I put it in good use today. Guess what's going to happen, Heidi? Because I'm part of that ecosystem that believes in UGC. I know the manufacturer as well as the retailer and Wish want and need me to participate in the UGC process. It's good for everybody, including the brand. All right. So Heidi, this is all great. I'm sure there are a lot of brands that are really interested now. We've piqued their curiosity. So how, why don't you walk us through how a consumer packaged goods brand typically begins their journey with Wish.com? It really starts from day one 
in being the best possible partner that we can for these brands in order for them to start making money. So prior to them going live on our platform, we will be helping to optimize them. So everything from their titles, their images, their their UPC brand tagging, really setting them up for success. As they go live, we're putting them through our exploratory-based boosting, showcasing their products to relevant users. We really believe in like continuing the partnership as well. So we're regularly touching base with brands, regularly feeding back what they can do to further optimize their account and helping them grow on our platform. It's a collaborative relationship. So Heidi, you talked about a collaborative relationship earlier in this episode we've talked about all the various levers a brand can pull a trigger to be successful on wish.com we talked about ugc now let's jump into the world of actual successes would you mind sharing for us any case studies or some outcomes that brands have uh, really experienced in a great way working with you in wish.com Certainly. So there's been so many great successes in the last year as we've really started our journey into CPG brands. One of these case studies would just be helping global brands pivoting from traditional retail to the e-commerce space throughout the pandemic. So by working with the brand in this collaborative manner, we are able to give give ways to showcase bulk propositions to our customer that's unique to the wish customer and how much they're willing to spend and really be this end-to-end solution provider for these brands. Uh, Heidi, I have a couple follow-up questions just so our audience understands the wish environment clearly. The first one is, are you a 3P retailer only? Are you a 1PN? 3P retailer. And the second one that goes hand in hand with it is, do you offer fulfillment services? I'm happy to say we have all three avenues of how we reach the consumer globally, Shree. 3P, naturally, it's much easier to scale. Come on board via one of our leading integration partners, if that's how you choose to partner with us. And sign sign up, get integrated, get selling pretty much right away. You, we also have 1P available for CPG brands with warehousing in, in the US and in Europe and soon in the UK as well. Now with post-Brexit, we have Fulfilled by Wish as well which is is a great service to use where we really encourage sellers to sell cross-border, sell internationally and reach our customers all over the globe. FBW, Peter? Hashtag FBW. This is going to start trending after this episode, Shree. Hey, listen, this is very helpful, Heidi. So where is Wish focused on expanding its platform over the next years? We're always trying to give a peek under the uh, under the hood to, to see what, what's going on and where the future is leading us. So over the next few years from kind of a services and a capabilities perspective, what's going on with Wish that brands are going to probably be very interested in? It has to be Wish Local. So we are continuing to get really close to our consumer. 
in in countries like Mexico, we've now got 40% of our orders coming through Wish Local. Here in Europe, we've in countries like Italy and Spain, we've got 20 to 30% of our orders coming through Wish Local as well. Consumers are really telling us how they want to access our goods now. Secondly, it's that logistics as a service. So continuing to support brands as they sell cross-border and internationally. And we'll be offering out some of these services even beyond the Wish marketplace as well, as this is where our expertise have been. But most importantly, it's got to be onboarding CPG brands, bringing globally recognized brands that our consumers love and resonate with to our platform and doing that as as quick as we can. We're only just getting started and they're really resonating so well with our users. So Heidi, congratulations, first of all, on all the success at Wish and for the uh, significant growth Wish is experiencing and all the new platforms, opportunities you've already explained for our audience. But let's say there's a smaller brand, a startup brand, a brand with limited distribution that listens to the show and says, hey, I want to get my products on Wish and they're looking to partner with you. Is there a particular category or set of categories that do well on Wish? And uh, what should they walk in with a promotion strategy from day one? Or what are those handful of strategies you'd recommend to a smaller brand that would love to partner with you and get going on the Wish platform? Certainly. We love working with small CPG brands that are newer to the markets and the globally recognized CPG brands as well. We have demand for all types of these brands from, you know, household, personal care, baby essentials, over-the-counter medicines, supplements, pet food. We're really going into all areas of CPG. But for a new CPG brand, as you've described, we will help showcase them on our platform and walk them through all of our various tools with a dedicated account manager on hand. By collaborating with us and giving that constant feedback on how they are performing, we will really um, help their growth on our platform. And what's really important to us is hearing from them what services do they need in order for them to grow their business on Wish. This is a journey for us as well. And whilst we work with so many of the leading integration partners and services there may be a tool that we're not yet working with that we want to work with in order to help that brand grow as well all right i want to remind our audience that all of our content that includes the 100 episodes we've produced in podcast format in video format uh, our list of podcasts that we like to listen to when we're not listening to ourselves. All of our content is available. Just go to cpgguys.com. You can find it there. And we are an audience-driven podcast, which means the people we invite on and the topics we discuss, we seek feedback from you on that. The best way for you to proactively deliver that to us is by going to ratethispodcast.com slash cpgguys. Leave us a review. And even while you're there, maybe a rating. There are up to five stars that you can give. I like the number five, but it's up to you to decide what you want. 
Heidi, Shri and I really want to thank you for joining us on this 100th episode. We're so pleased to have such a globally important platform like Wish join us on celebrating this big event. It's, it's really tremendous, and we greatly appreciate it. We're going to put links to your merchant site, where brands can go, and the email address so that they can find it. For our audience, just open up the podcast app, go into the digital liner notes, and you'll see hyperlinks there. Thank you so much for joining us, Heidi. This was a real pleasure. Thank you, guys. It's been an honor to speak with you both and your audience. And yeah, please do reach out to us. We would love to hear from any CPG brand, no matter what their size is. Thank you, Heidi. Shree, here's what I heard today. You're a big brand or you're a small brand. Wish has a journey ready for you to help engage their shoppers. They're in 100 countries. And whether you're doing 1P in the US or Europe or, and soon in the UK, or you are doing 3P or you want to do hashtag FBW, Fulfillment by Wish, they've got a way for your brand to reach their consumers. This is huge. How about FWW, Fulfillment with Wish? Or Ooh, how about even better, FYW, Fulfill Your Wish? Ooh, I like this that. This is getting that's, fun. That's nice. I reckon this I can good. take that back internally, definitely. You can have it. Born on the <laughs> CPG, <laughs> guys. Claimed on the exactly. CPG, guys. We, 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 we relinquish all, all, Fulfill uh, your all wish. proprietary rights for the use of that. Exactly. But uh, Shri, thanks for joining me. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to you for making this all possible. I can't believe that we've done a hundred episodes and I know we tease each other all the time about baseball, but you're one of my dearest friends and I'm so glad that it's you I'm working with on this. Uh, I think it adds to our chemistry. We, we have a lot of fun talking about these topics, and, and thank you. Thank you for making this all possible. As you know, Peter, the feelings and the sentiments are mutual here. I'm just glad back in 2019 at a sales conference of some sort in Chicago, I called Peter and said, hey, do you want to co-author a white paper together? I cannot explain why I did that, but I just chose to do it, and it evolved this way to a podcast with you that's a hundred episodes deep and we've always known each other 20 plus years close to 25 at this stage we've stayed in touch over the industry but there's no doubt doing this week over week hustling on weekends evenings nights this has been so much fun i've learned so much from peter about the retail environment and uh, together peter uh, it's sometimes it's hard to believe it's surreal. We're actually at 100 episodes, and this episode became extra special because we had a retail partner join us in the journey. And uh, Heidi, I want to thank you for being part of the 100th episode celebration. If we were together and we could be in person, this would be held at another venue, and there'd probably be some beverages to celebrate it as well. But in the interim, you, we've got I'm T-shirts. And we got T-shirts, everybody. So uh, if you make sure to watch the video clip on LinkedIn or go to YouTube because you can see it. These are special. We're the only three that have them. So they are. They may one day be three. They may go to the Smithsonian. Who knows? Or they maybe the national get maybe the National Gallery. I would love to. Maybe the Tate Modern, Heidi. I this is modern. This is art. This you know is what art. would be awesome, Peter? Fulfilling what? Fulfilling your wish 
by auctioning and getting one of these three shirts on wish.com 17 oh. years from today <laughs> there we go anyhow Definitely. thank you honey. and i'm looking forward to making that drink happen likewise absolutely all right everyone well thank you for joining us on this very special 100th episode of the cpg guys and we look forward to you joining us for the next 100 episodes and beyond thanks The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.